Hello. People of the internet, it is your favorite 20-something that just so happens to drift along the interwebs back with another, um, well, episode of The Human Dilemma. Just because, yeah, I feel like it's been a really long time. I've been, I don't want to say super busy, but I kind of have just been avoiding podcasting. I don't know why necessarily. Like, okay, I do know why. Like, this is a form, I've said it before, but like, this is a form of therapy for me. But like, I've never... I've never truthfully elaborated on anything, on like how it's therapy. I've kind of just always just given advice. And yeah, that's truthfully, that's like just truthfully it. That's all I've done is just like given advice and like manically said things into a microphone. So today, I really just wanted to honestly, like, tell my story and, like, tell my truth because, truthfully speaking, like, I've been working, I've been working out for, like, the past two months, I want to say, and within working out, I don't know why, but it's just, like, I feel like a lot of my unresolved issues have started to surface. Like, things that I didn't even know that still bothered me or, like, troubles that I didn't even know that I hadn't dealt with were coming to the surface. Like, I thought I was just going to go to the gym, like, get hot and, you know, just move on about my life. But just truthfully speaking, um... It was like that, like the first couple, like the first couple weeks for me, I thought of it like that. But then I just realized that, not I realized, but slowly over time, it was just like a lot of staring staring at myself in the mirror. Like, of course, when you work out, like um, you're forced to look at yourself. Like if you want to quote unquote properly exercise and like properly do things, you have to face yourself in the mirror and you have to like get com I don't want to say get comfortable, but you have to like look not you have to, but you just see all of your physical quote unquote imperfections and like all the things you want to change. And then not only that, but just speaking for myself, like, um, I want to say, like, the theme for myself this year was just, like, finding balance within myself, right? So while I was working out, I just noticed that when I would do certain things, like certain exercises, I was truthfully unbalanced. Like, the left side of my body would, like, be moving slower than the right or I would be leaning over a little more to the left as opposed to just being in perfect equilibrium. And that's not to say like, well, I don't know what I was gonna say, but that's just something that I had noticed from working out. And then like I said, um, 
just a lot of things from like my childhood just kept coming up to the surface and I noticed like when I would dance too and just like a lot of videos that I had watched about dancing and how like it puts you more in tune with your body and how music truthfully just puts you in a trance and like it truthfully does um I don't know if we as people all notice it but it does put you in a trance typically if you're just listening to music passively you're in the trance of whatever artist you're listening to but if you're doing something like working out or dancing or just simply listening to um just beats like just beats as opposed to vocals you truthfully have nothing to do but to be so in tune with yourself and then especially doing something like dancing or lifting weights and for myself personally like I said I wanted to work on balance within not only like the outside of myself but like within I wanted balance and I had just yeah um <laughs> I had just noticed um, that I was severely out of balance with everything. Um, so that is a really long intro just to say, this is me. This is Michael being transparent because truthfully speaking, like as a little kid, this is something like along the lines of that I've always wanted to do like I always knew that well truthfully I always wanted to be a singer like I know everybody has like the childhood dreams like the childhood fantasies and all that and people usually grow out of it but truthfully speaking I just never grew out of that fantasy it was just more like more of this year and last year I started to like doubt myself and think negatively because I was like you know what I've never truthfully been like vocally trained I've never did all that yada 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 so I thought the next best way to use my voice would be to podcast and I've been seeing like numerous people on TikTok and just that I've had the opportunity to like virtually connect with through Instagram and shit like that I've just seen people like talk about topics and like current events. I know that there's people out there that um, tell their stories and shit, but I have yet to have like somebody, I have yet to come across somebody that's podcasting that's just like telling their life story. So I don't know, I kind of just wanted to be that person. Well, I don't know. Not that I wanted to be that person, but it's just like, it, I feel like if I'm not going to be singing and like singing, I feel like it's people telling their stories, right? But if I'm not going to do that, then I might as well still be vocal and if somebody comes across it and they can relate to my story or learn something from me, then I did my job as a human and like I feel like I lived my life purpose, whether having a life purpose or not is real. Um, the utilization of my voice is something I've always felt very connected to, so that's just the short summary of that. But And then, like, also, I really just, like, had, like I said, with working out, 
all the childhood traumas and everything coming back up to the surface and like finally being old enough to recognize and realize like all the places that I made a mistake and like I wasn't a good friend or just a general good person to other people I truthfully just never knew how to like honestly go about one apologizing to everybody that I hurt for like when I was in that when I were when I was in that, those darker places I truthfully just never like once I finally realized like oh shit these are things that are these are things that I was doing have done or whatever the case may be how do I now go about um, speaking to people and bringing thing bringing these things up to them without like causing a trigger in them because it could be something that they've already worked on they've already healed from or like something that they don't even think about how do I apologize to them without triggering them and like just get that clarity for myself I guess well not I guess it's just like I don't know the right word but also just being completely transparent like for myself I've always like seen myself as somebody on like I said like seeing somebody just always using their voice and like having a platform to do so and share that and I never wanted anybody else to have the opportunity or like I just didn't want anybody else to have the chance to ever say my story and like tell things that happened to me or things that I've did and I've done and like people just start immediately criticizing me, tearing me down and everything. So in a way this is also me like just beating people to the punch, I guess. Like I don't know if that's selfish and like ill intent or whatever, but just truthfully, like I said, speaking from my very own perspective. I never knew how to go about actually apologizing to people without triggering them. And then also I just never wanted people to be able to tell my story, but me not even have a chance to defend myself or say anything before other people just immediately discredit me and just not like me. That goes for family, friends, or even strangers, people that come across this. So. For myself, um, when I was younger, I want to say that about like the age of, between like the ages of seven to like nine, um, I was exposed very early to pornography and, um, so what would happen is like us, someone in my family and I like as a little kid like I thought this was like us just hanging out and like spending time together and like watching movies like as a kid I wasn't completely aware of like what was really going on like uh, like I was and I wasn't like I knew that 
Well, like, being real, I didn't know that sex... I, I didn't know, like, what sex truthfully was, but I knew I was watching it. And I didn't know if it was bad that I was watching it or not, or not bad or whatever, because, I, like, I was a kid. And the person that I was watching this with was older, so I kind of thought it was okay. But, like, truthfully speaking, just having an adult perspective about things now and, like, actually finally getting the chance to sit and see what it went on to, like, affect me and do, it really, like, changed and obscured my view of sex. Because, like I said, this is between, like, the ages of seven and nine that I was exposed to pornography, like, at a very young age. So it led to, like, whenever... I was around not only, like, family, but, like, other friends. Like, I was immediately, like, hypersexual. So I thought it was okay to, like, re... Like, to attempt to reenact, like, the things I saw in, well, porn, because I thought that those movies were, like, accurate depictions of well, like, love, like, relationships, and, like, oh, it's okay to do these things, but from, like, I want to say 9 to 12, like, I started reenacting what I had learned and what I had seen from when I was younger with, um, like I said, with, like, family and, like, friends, and I wasn't aware that it wasn't okay because well these were things that I was shown and like taught and groomed to think were okay by somebody when I was younger so I thought it was kind of like something that everybody else had did and like everybody else had seen and like done already so yeah there was, after that, there was, like, an incident where a family member ends up telling that I had did those things with them, and it just wasn't the best situation, because I'm still, like, 12, I want to say, like, maybe 13 around this point, that, like, either 12 or 13, I'm not sure. Like, they tell that that was happening to them, and it was, I'm, I'm only, I'm only saying a whole big deal just because, like, I don't know another phrase that, like, properly expresses it, so in no way, shape, or form am I, like, trying to downplay it or anything, that's just the phrasing that I know to use right now, um, like, with my lexicon, but, um, so it just, it was, like, a whole issue to where, like, they, like, they felt like they wanted to send me, like, to juvie, and, like, I needed to go to therapy, like, I was just crazy, like, there is something, like, just immediately wrong with me, like, I had problems, and immediately, like, of course, like, I was hypersexualized at a young age. That's not to excuse anything that 
I did, that's not to say what I did was right or anything, because of course it's not. It's just, no, my only thing was nobody ever took the time to really, I personally felt like nobody took the time to ask me like where everything came from. But also like, I don't even think I would have had the right, um, the right words to express myself at the time anyways, because I was still young, I wasn't really truthfully like aware of everything that was going on until, well, everything blew up. So after that, um, I did go to therapy for like a little bit, but truthfully I only did like one or two sessions just because like, for me at that time, therapy felt like it was just something for crazy people because nobody in my family had ever really mentioned or like talked about going to therapy and like that type of that side of like the health industry so for me all I knew of therapy was like like I said it was just for crazy people and being 12 13 I was just like um no that's not something that I really want to do like the fuck so I stopped going um ended up moving and then like ended up like going to high school and everything and throughout high school that's just when like I really just started to act the fuck out put myself in all kinds of like dangerous situations just because I didn't feel like just because like personally I didn't know what the fuck to do <laughs> Like, I didn't want to be in therapy because it felt like that was, like, crazy and extreme. I didn't feel very connected to my family because I had just did this thing to hurt. I just, like, I was hurting family members and I didn't feel like my family really wanted me around. I didn't feel like they, like... Truthfully, just my truth, like speaking for myself, like I just felt like they didn't love me anymore, like they didn't care about me. So I felt like I had no one to turn to. So I, of course, turned to the internet, and that was just like the worst decision that I could have possibly made because I ended up exposing myself to like way fucking more than like. 14, 15 year old me should have been exposed to. Um, like at that point, I moved back to like my old hometown. And I mentioned it before that um, when I did move back, like, there's like a senior, I wasn't aware of like the whole seniors praying on freshmen type of deal to like sleep with them and everything. So I ended up losing my virginity and and it was just like this whole big thing between me and him because at the time, like I said, I didn't have anybody really to turn to. Like I didn't have many friends and like, I had just gotten in trouble for doing, like I had just gotten in trouble. So I wasn't really allowed to go out and like hang out and do anything. So I wasn't exposed to people my age really. Um, but I ended up sneaking off 
going to his house and everything, like I said, I lose my, lose my virginity to him. And it turns out, like, the whole time he's in a relationship and, like, him and his boyfriend, like, try and fight me afterwards because they were saying that, like, I was going around telling people that we slept together, da da da. Like, dude, I know, like, that just was not the fucking case. Like, I didn't even care to do it. Like, I personally thought, like, you were single, and I thought, like, you and I were gonna get together, and that was gonna be a thing. Because, well, I'm young, and I was impressionable. And at that point, I was just like, oh, well, if I'm gonna, like, actually have sex with somebody, like, it should be somebody, like, well, like, me and this person are going to be together afterwards, but clearly that wasn't the case. So after that, yet again, like, I just felt alone, like, nobody wanted me, so I turned back to the internet, um, and for a lot of young gay people out there, like, they know, and not even just young gay people, but, um, just a lot of gay people in general, like, we know the app grinder. So that was like my first turn to, that was like my go-to. Um, and really like, I had just wanted connections to begin with and somebody that I could talk to and relate to. And of course, yet again, this is all based off of my decision. Like I myself put myself on that app, like nobody told me to do it. No one held a gun to my head or anything. It's just truthfully, there is no other there were no kids that were out at my school, and then my friends were straight, so I didn't really have anybody I could relate to. So again, I know that I personally made the decision to go on that app. Um, so like that's also where it's been really weird for me to try and talk to people. Because I'm like, ultimately, yeah, I chose to do that. And, like, they give you the warning and everything about having to be 18. But they don't really have, like, any real truthful fucking precautions or anything to stop you from going on there. So, like I said, I did it anyway just because I, I wanted to be... Loved. I wanted some. I wanted to know somebody cared about me. So I went ahead, went on the app, and pretty much like found out about. Well, at the time, I didn't realize that it was grooming and everything, but found out that a lot of old men in my area, and not even just old men. I'm talking about like men in their fucking early 20s like 19 like to 30 and shit like that like they still don't give a fuck like they will prey on you if you're young and impressionable so i there's like multiple times i was just talking to multiple people thinking like it'll turn into something real and it just turns out to be like sex and there was even a point in time where there was this one gentleman and truthfully like it's just weird as shit to say like now because I've never really talked about it but there was one gentleman that literally would 
pick me up, like, you could tell, honestly, like, I look back at some of the pictures, well, not even some of the pictures, like, I barely have any, just because high school was, like, a really dark time for me in general, like, people say it's the best years of your life, like, for me, they were honestly the worst, um, it, it just really was, but there was a gentleman that would literally, um, come, he would pick me up, and then he would drop me off at, like, other, like, other people's houses, like, he would drop me off at other people's houses, and sometimes he would, like, stay to watch me have sex with them, or, like, other times he would just drop me off, and, like, he would pick me up, too, so... Honestly, it was like if I was being pimped out at like a young age, but I don't know. I myself don't know if there was money involved or anything. Like, I was never told that part of it, but just looking at it now as an adult and like as like. Exposed myself to, like during high school, but um, at the time I really just didn't think of it like that. Like I just, I don't know. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. And as the years went by, and like get further in high school. I mean, of course, eventually more kids came out, but being black and a predominantly white or Latino community, like, people usually gravitate to their kind, and I understand because we all go through, like, our own racial biases and preferences and all that hoopla and whatnot, like, but racism and picking and everything within the gay community is a whole topic for like another day, but um, I still was like the only black gay kid like at my school. So, and it's not like I was the most masculine or anything either. Like in high school, I was pretty femme. Like I toted the lines of masculinity and femininity very well, I want to say, so, uh, yeah, I just really never felt like I could fit in, like, I hate saying it out loud because it just sounds like a fucking, I don't know what it sounds like, but I just don't necessarily like it, saying it out loud, but I just never really did, and I don't feel like I had ever really truthfully just found my people and like people that could understand and relate to me and out of fear of like trying to relate to my relate myself to other people like it's like um oh yeah I was I don't know if molested is the right word because I mean I was like like oh yeah I was exposed to this as a kid and then I did this as a kid as well, like, um, da, 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 da. like, 
you don't want to just sell people that shit off the bat. So it was just really hard to try and make friends without like all that coming up. So I myself just put on this mask and like this parade of being the happy kid or like the funny kid, class clown, anything but myself. That's exactly what the fuck I did to step out of myself and just be truthfully like whatever version of happy I knew. And around like my junior, senior year of high school, I'm like dating this guy. Um, of course, like I'm not perfect because I have all these undealt with fucking things from my childhood that of course I'm not even paying attention to at the time. So like honestly I was the worst person to him. And then he was also dealing with his own shit at home too because he was in the closet. I like I told him I would never be with him if he like decided to stay in the closet. So like I kind of forced him out and I like knew completely that his family was like involved in gang activity and everything heavy. But I told him like I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna be with you. So like I knew that looking at it now, it's like that had to have been hard for him too, like so I just really never felt like I could catch a break anywhere. So I had decided to like just drop out of high school and just work like like clearly the school shit, like this being a kid shit is not working for me. Like I feel like I personally just can't catch a break anywhere. So I might as well throw myself into like the adult reality because Clearly, the only way I'm gonna get out of this situation, out of this town, is like if I start making some money or something. So, I'm like working between, well, like I was working when I was like 16, but like I really just threw myself into work, like around 17, like 17, 18, I was just throwing myself into work. Um, like had dropped out of school so there was really nothing else for me to do besides that and I never really had the motivations to go back and it's not like I was dumb it's not like I'm an idiot or anything like just not even hype myself up or anything but I truthfully am like a fucking genius um I just had a lot going on at the time so I didn't finish school um so like I said, I'm just throwing myself into work, doing everything I can to distract me, and then and having problems with that relationship until finally I decided to just like cut it off and see like what it's like to be by myself. And I had like found, I want to say like I had found my temporary group of people because being honest, like the three of us were all hurting together but none of us really wanted to like admit it and like say it out Ooh, excuse me none of us wanted to say it out loud but truthfully speaking like just really looking at it now like with an adult perspective that's all it was like my aunt has a my aunt like coined the term like trauma bonding i don't know if like she coined it and came up with it but 
it's something that I hear her say all the time. I'm looking at it now, like, we were trauma bonding, like, I'm gonna steal her phrase. Because that's all it was, like, I don't, I'm not gonna, like, expose their stories or anything because that's theirs to tell, but that's all we were doing. Like, we were doing any and everything to numb the pain. Like, we were high all the time, um, going out to the club all the time, literally, like, just partying almost every single day and every second, like, that we could. That's exactly what the fuck we were doing. And there just came a point in time. I don't know if it got old for them and, like, they just got tired of it or if it had got old for me, but just something in the group dynamic had changed. So I ended up hanging out with like another group of friends, another group of friends for at the time, they weren't going out and partying, but they had like introduced me to, because at the time I was just smoking a little weed, like, like <laughs> it's, it's weed, it's not gonna hurt you. And truthfully speaking, like, I feel like marijuana is a very helpful substance, but of course, like, everything has to come in moderation, that's from whatever diet you live, like, fucking being a vegan, not everybody can handle being a vegan because some people's bodies just needs more, some people can't handle fucking eating certain meats and shit, so they become a vegan, or whatever the fucking case may be. It's just everything in fucking moderation is what I want to say. But that second group of people that I came across introduced me to what I want to say are the real drugs. Like, when I started hanging out with them, like, I had tried cocaine for the first time and the only time, just truthfully speaking for myself and, like, for anybody out there that comes across this, like, I just personally would not do that shit ever again because it's like pointless ass energy like you just have energy for what and like you're just up like no it's it just was not it it just wasn't for me but like I was there I was with them so I tried it and then what else did they have me try like, I started dabbing and, like, doing wax with them, too. Like, just truthfully speaking, it was, like, I thought high school was a dark time. But I want to say, like, my two years post-high school, like, that was the dark ages of my fucking life. Like, it, it was just terrible. Like, I, like, I thought with my other friends, like, I was high every day. Like, no with this different group of people, like, I was truthfully, like, just high, like, high, higher than a person should be, like, just, ev- like, my other friends, we were able to, like, go out and do things and, like, be out doing things, like, actually be out functioning in society, and we might be under the influence of some weed. But this group of people, like, no, we would just sit in the house and just, like, that was it. We were just in the house high. And I had never really experienced that before. And so 
like it had got to the point where like for me the only drug left to do was acid and it just so happened that it was one of their birthdays was coming up and of course they magically had a connection for it so I did and I don't want to sit here and like for the rest of it be like oh let me just okay well the day I came where it was his birthday and we were all getting ready to do acid together so um we had rented this airbnb out in like joshua tree or just some fucking desert city we rent this airbnb airbnb it's pretty cool it's like it's nice it's clean whatever now they had already did it before and like i myself had never did it again well i had never did it like at that point ever in my life and like i know a lot of people that have done acid always say like oh my god like it changed my life it was like but there is truth to that like I'm not saying to have a life-altering, like, perspective shift in your life. You have to go out and do these drugs. You have to go and put yourself through these traumatic-ass experiences and everything because you don't. Like, I don't want anybody to get that. I think that's the whole point of this message because it's not. It's just for myself and literally, like, my whole timeline. It had just led up into that point. So when I had, when I did it with them, like I said, they, I don't, like, I get scared because sometimes I'm like, did they even do it truthfully? Like, did they really have, like, have this experience with me? Or, like, was I the only person, like, tripping? Because there was just, like, a point in time in the trip where they basically like left me alone like we were all sitting together and like they go off into the room and like I was just sitting there by myself so I started freaking out and like I just started freaking the fuck out because I was by myself and like I'm high on acid so like I went to go find them and they're like laughing about it or whatever or I don't really know what the fuck they were laughing about but I feel like they did it on purpose, but whatever. And like I said, they had already did it before, so their trip was like way shorter than mine. Like they had fell asleep and everything, but me, I was up like the full, honestly, 24 hours. Like I was just up. And like there was a point in time where I just went outside and kind of just had a full, like, experience. I don't know how to describe it, but I just had a whole, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, a whole thing just happened to me, and I don't even know how to describe it to you, but after that experience with acid, like, mm, me and that friend group like we had 
stopped hanging out. Literally, like, we just stopped hanging out. Like, it, there was no argument or anything. It was just, we stopped hanging out. So, I was back to being alone. And that was, like, I want to say almost three years ago. So, I'm, like, alone in hermit mode, truthfully, like, no friends, not talking to anybody. I'm, like, I'm working, but, like, coasting. I'm having, like, these flashbacks to, like, this moment of being on acid and, like, just truthfully starting to question everything I know about, like, what I perceive to be reality and just, like, of course, having those, like, oh, my God, like, reality isn't real, like, none of this ever happened, like, type of moments, but also just, like, starting to have those moments of self-reflection of where, like, the movie Shrek, like, where they make the onion reference, like, how ogres have layers and shit, well, as humans, we have layers, and, like, I feel like we put on all these layers and shit, and layers and shit because of all the things that we experience in life, whether it be trauma, whether it be just having to go out in the public eye and putting on this fake persona or whatever to get through your day at work or whatever the fucking case may be, I feel like we all put these layers on and like forget who that original self, like that original person that we were like at the inside like at our core like we forget who the fuck that was so over time whether it be you take a tab of acid <laughs> you start meditation you exercise you go for walks or you throw yourself into a religion whatever the fucking case may be that gets you just back to your sinning like I felt that process starting to happen take over me like I just felt like the layers of myself starting to shed like like I don't want to say like I'm still a completely judgmental person but like I felt that layer of just being judgmental towards people like other people and their experiences like I felt that starting to shed I felt like how I myself am able to finally sit here now and truthfully apologize to everybody that I have hurt and I have ever wronged and like that I felt that starting to come up to the surface I just didn't know how to really peel that back because at the time I was like okay I can see all the ways that I hurt these people I see all the ways that I'm starting to see ways that my actions weren't right, but I was still in that point in time and like in that space of, well, all this happened to me, so I did that, so what the fuck do I have to apologize for? And it's like, yeah, bitch, all this shit did happen to you, and of course that's not okay, but you need to realize, like, you still impacted other people, like, regardless, so... You still have to fucking apologize for it, no matter what. Whether people choose to accept that apology, whether they take it and you guys build a relationship from there or not, that's ultimately that person's decision. Like, it's not yours. 
but you still have to have that point of recognition not only within yourself but you have to have that point of all right i recognize this within myself let me step out of myself and apologize so it was that shit that i was learning how to do and the years that followed after that like the year that followed after that i had met my partner and truthfully speaking he's just been like he's been me dealing with myself like he's damn near the complete opposite of me like like i said i had all these experiences of like putting myself out there and like dealing with other people he has been completely reserved shy was never like boisterous or just like anything like that because he he said he's like he never had to put that persona forward so like within meeting my partner I've really just had to address address and like learn the parts of myself that I didn't really get a chance to learn and then like honestly he just brings back like the child in me because like I felt like I had my child like my inner child taken from me like I never really got to do that and like have that little moment so our relationship dynamic is just really a mirror like I know everybody that you come in contact with in your life is a mirror reflection of you like that's just the god honest truth like they are there's just versions of yourself like that made different choices or that just for like a different race than you but for some reason like you guys still gravitated to each other and as people we're all kind of selfish like we know selfish isn't the right word but i don't even think that's um like it's nothing negative about it but typically as people we're gravitated to the people that have like some common interest like as us that's like what the word relate means that's what relationships are like you are relatable so you form a relationship with people so that's what I mean by that um, yeah and I don't think I would have ever like gotten to this point of actually being bold enough to admit how I've wronged people and apologize for it if I didn't see like the areas where like of course as a kid you you do something wrong you fuck up with your parents or something like you kind of expect them just to forgive you or some shit just because like they're your parents and ultimately you didn't ask to be here like they chose to have you you know so it's completely different when it's somebody that's like I don't want to say taking their time out but like it's completely different when it's somebody that's choosing to be with you and like you hurt them or something and that's how you know if a relationship is real or not to you because it's like either you're gonna keep hurting them and like just doing shit that they say fucking annoying like 
they say annoys them and you're going to keep doing like the same actions or you're actually going to learn from them and you're going to like do the work that it takes to be a better person well for yourself and then for your relationship as a whole and I feel like that's what real relationships are like they help you look inside yourself see the things that you want to fix for yourself and then it just so happens that the people around you also benefit from that as well so Jesus this is really long so sorry just like it's a lot of dumping so if you take the time to listen to this I'm thankful because well now you know me and I feel like somebody finally does and honestly I'm not perfect like I'm still working on a whole lot of things but this is the point that I'm at now. So, I don't know if it's wrong to be general with my apology, but, well not, but, I just personally don't want to name names or anything in case you don't want your story out here, you don't want to be exposed or anything like that, because everybody's entitled to their privacy. So, I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you or I'm being dismissive or passive-aggressive or anything like that. Truthfully, to the people that I've hurt, genuinely hurt, I just want you guys to know that I... I apologize. Truthfully, like, from every fiber of my being, I apologize, and I hope that this is at least a step for you as not a step for you but like just this is a way for you to see like you have impacted me in a way that I would never like be able to I don't even know the right words but like you have had an, an impact on me and there hasn't been a day that I haven't thought about actually making things right between us, that I love you and I truthfully care about you and I'm really sorry for hurting you in whatever magnitude that might have been. And just know that I'm doing my best to be better and that this podcast, this everything that I'm doing right now is truthfully for the betterment of not only myself, but just so I can help somebody else that might have struggled with the same things. Um, And yeah... sure what else to say or what else to talk about Uh, I know this like I just want to say that no no one is past a point of redemption in my eyes 
like just truthfully speaking no one is past that point of redemption if you feel like you are this is me telling you that you're not whatever you're doing whatever you're about to do whatever you've done the real mistake is going back and doing those things over and over and over again when you know that it's hurting somebody else that's when you've made a mistake that's when you're past that point of redemption but sometimes you get stuck in a cycle and it's okay but the minute that you recognize that cycle the minute that you're in that cycle and you're fully aware of being in that cycle and you choose not to break it you choose to continue to live in that instead of breaking the cycle that's when you're hurting people intentionally so that's what I want to leave you with I guess not I guess but that's what I want to leave you with so if you realize that you're in the cycle break it Sometimes it'll still repeat itself. Sometimes it's just a test you to see if like you'll still fall for the same tricks. And that's not to say you won't be challenged by something new and or something old ever again. But ultimately, this, the decision is yours to keep falling for it. So that is me, Michael. And that is my story so far. I'm still alive and there's still the rest of the day to be lived. So it's still being written. And I hope that I'm an example of redemption and being true to yourself. Just don't let anybody else ever try to write the story for you. You always have the pen.